Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. One of the things that amazed me when I first moved to South Florida was the oddball array of things that were being sold on street corners. <laughs> now, in modern times, it's not uncommon for somebody in one of the more uppity areas like Boca Raton, Florida, or maybe Worth Avenue there in Palm Beach. You stop at a red light and uh, you might be able to get a Botox injection. Somebody <laughs> runs out to the car there, uh, you know, and they, they got a sign, Botox. It's not even like a uh, spare change anymore. It's Botox, and they'll administer it right there. You got the convertible Mercedes, beautiful young lady says, that, yeah, yeah, shoot one right here. I, I got a wrinkle I think I saw this morning developing. But back in the day, when I was uh, in Dade County, which has become uh, kind of a Latin melting pot now, uh, Dade County, we live in Broward County, which is uh, just north of there and seemed to be a little bit of a migration north of a certain uh, demographic of people. But in the meantime, there's been a huge influx of people from all areas of uh, Latin America, and uh, it's changed the composition of uh, what was Dade County, which was commonly known as Miami at that time. And now they just group the whole area together and call it South Florida under one big umbrella. But I can assure you there are radical differences. Once you cross the county line, all of a sudden you feel like, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. You're in some uh, wild jungle uh, of an area there, and uh, it was uh, very unique. I kind of enjoyed that Latin flavor, but what, what I never understood was uh, the, the compelling need to buy limes. What, what, was there something in limes that we were unaware of? Was like Louis Pasteur, uh, you know, about to discover that, that uh, the lime juice could somehow cure everything that ailed you? Because uh, I always found it amazing that somebody... You'd stop at a red light, and then uh, there'd be any number of people circulating. They would be selling flowers. They'd be selling uh, these things called churros, which is like a baked good that is very popular with uh, people from Cuba and uh, other Latin American countries. I wasn't really that familiar with them. Uh, tell you the truth, they're not all that great, but uh, nonetheless, you could buy a bunch right there in the street corner. And, and then uh, they would have these limes that were partially skinned. Now, what was the reason for that, Luby? Do you have any idea? They, they would actually have shaved off some of the skin of these limes. And I kept wondering uh, for the first few years I was here, uh, what is it? All of a sudden it hits you when you're at a red light. Uh, you're stopped there at a traffic light. Normally you're just cursing and swearing because you'd like to get to your destination. But instead you think, ah, fuck, I need some limes. I'm going to bake a key lime pie. <laughs> Just, just a weird assortment of shit is being sold on the street corners of uh, Miami and South Florida at all times, except for yesterday, the one time that you need it. Mm. Now, typically, if you take, uh, say, a 10-mile drive here in South Florida, you'll come across at least a half a dozen people that are selling flowers out of a little bucket yes. at the exits and uh, off-ramps of uh, any highway, whether you're yep. on the turnpike, I-95, 826, any of the roads that are uh, traditionally blocked. And uh, I'm going to have you caught up in very irritating traffic uh, problems for, for hours on end. And it's the one salvation. You start thinking, well, you know what? Maybe I'll bring some flowers home to the wife. And usually like five bucks a dozen. All right. So I'm thinking yesterday, geez, even if they juiced the price to $10, this would be the way to go. This was going to get me out of my Valentine's Day jackpot where I had nothing, yeah. nothing. Uh, we weren't going to go out to dinner. We weren't going to, uh, you know, have any kind of romantic session here at home. It's a Wednesday. It was strictly going to be. Yeah, go ahead, Louis. No, it's a Wednesday. Like, I, unless you're in a new relationship, you usually are. Most people, if they do a Valentine's, they, they'll go, well, do something during the weekend. It's a Wednesday. So you, yeah. even people like you, you get three extra days. <laughs> you would think. Well, see, I see. I have lowered the bar of expectation uh, when it comes to any element of romance in my relationship right now with the Mustang. 
That's uh, she, she would naturally anticipate nothing that, uh, you know, Valentine's Day would consist of, hey, what do we got for dinner? There's nothing in the fridge. Exactly. Exactly. And that would be it. Oh, thank you uh, for being, uh, you know, so, so caring and so <laughs> emotionally involved. But uh, I ended up getting creamed yesterday uh, at the local supermarket because, uh, wow, I mean, they may as well just have all of the tellers with a ski mask and a gun as you're checking out. Yep. You buy a dozen roses that are normally like 14 bucks, $22 yesterday. It'll be $22. Now, they did look good. Oh, God. Yeah, they did look good. But a bit of a ripoff. So I was happy to survive that. And then I was looking forward to a very enjoyable day. Seldom are we lacking. I mean, it may not seem this way. It may seem laughable that I'm going to say this. Luby, especially to you, who have been working with me for almost 15 years now. That uh, normally, you know, I, I start out any program I'm doing with, I guess this is laughable. I'm almost bursting out in laughter here. It's going to be hard to hold it back. Uh, some idea of where we're going. There, yes. There's some kind of uh, structured plan that we're going to start somewhere and hopefully end up with some kind of definitive conclusion that you can take away and say, well, that guy really knows his sports. That was interesting. <laughs> so, and I was very happy to be transitioning away from football. Uh, you know, after a while, I mean, there's only, it's paralysis by analysis, literally. I mean, uh, how many times can you hear somebody like Lewis Riddick go off about how, well, the front office is the key. Okay, Lou, we know you are a general manager or player personnel guy somewhere. You don't have to constantly be harping on that. Are you here like Mike Tannenbaum? who personally was responsible for the complete destruction and demise of two different franchises, New York Jets. He buried them, right? They've never been the same since Tannenbaum left. And, of course, the Miami Dolphins uh, took him, what, at least 10 years to recover from the so-called Tannenbaum era. So you hear these guys go off and they're pontificating about football and uh, the post-game analysis on the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm okay with having enough of that. I was looking very much forward to transitioning into some new things here, as evidenced uh, by the fact that we're not that far away from March fucking madness for that yep. matter. And yep. uh, I've watched very little college basketball, although I did see this upset, uh, Syracuse uh, over North Carolina, which we touched on on the program briefly yesterday, as we lamented the fact that we were going to have to suffer through Valentine's Day. And uh, you talk about a no-win situation. It's not even a push. On Valentine's Day, in most cases, you're going to get spanked. Yep, yep. So we had a couple of local teams that were in action. Uh, we also do a local show here in South Florida. You can catch that on South Florida Live. That's our own personal YouTube channel, which uh, we distributed on other platforms as well. And I'm thinking, all right, a good day for the locals here. You had the Miami Heat in action, which I think, Luby, did we not suggest go ahead and take the three points with the Heat yesterday? Did oh, we did do you? that on this program? I think we did. I don't know if we did, but it would have been a good idea. Good for you. If you did, I might have missed that. I saw that line. I mean, you're looking at a completely depleted Philadelphia 76er team. How close are the 76ers to being what, what uh, they're capable of being without Joel Embiid in the lineup? No, they're, not very close. No, I mean, they've added Buddy Heald, and he actually was a really good acquisition, but he's not replacing Embiid, who was on course to be a top three MVP candidate again. Well, and especially with the Heat, I mean, they have Bam Adebayo, a, a bona fide and you know, deserving all-star having a great year this year all the way around, but Bam Adebayo is not necessarily the counter to Joel Embiid no, no. if you're going to put pressure on the Miami Heat on the inside. And so uh, the Heat also are very much uh, disrupted in their uh, track to try and uh, get back into a, a position of command where, where they can be a big factor in the postseason. They're playing without Jimmy Butler, who's got uh, some personal uh, issues uh, dealing with. There was a death in his family, so he's got uh, an approved, team-approved uh, leave of absence there. Uh, they, they had uh, Rogier, who they acquired, and this was their big move around the trade deadline. Terrence Rogier, who's uh, slowly but surely evolving as a key component of the uh, Heat 
rotation, and uh, he's out with an injury. He suffered a, a leg injury a couple of games back. Uh, they had uh, Richardson, who uh, is an excellent guy, component off the bench, also out in this uh, ball game. They played this guy, Jovic, who they've had under wraps for a while, right? You, you like this kid, don't you? He showed shown, some signs in yes. preseason games, but yes. uh, really has rarely been able to dust himself off after getting off the bench. Uh, he comes in against Milwaukee and has a 24-point night. Yep. Doesn't even sniff the court much in the ball game last night against the 76ers. And the Heat managed to prevail in this ball game. They win the game. I think the final margin was five points. Yes. Uh, but uh, they were getting three also. So, so we gave you a winning bet. I was very happy about that. Florida Panthers all of a sudden are on fire. Uh, they have been for some time. And uh, they now have won nine straight road games. Just oh, three wow. off the record. Yeah, they're top three. Three off the record in, in the NHL. They're yeah, top they, three uh, in all of hockey. I think they either have What's the that? second most points or the third most points in all of hockey. Uh, might have the fifth best record o- overall. But uh, nonetheless, they, they've been on the rise. Uh, they had some injuries early in the season. And they seem to be rounding into perfect form here. They, they annihilate the Pittsburgh Penguins in the four-goal second period last night. And so uh, they walk away with a 5-2 victory, nine in a row on the road, and now are favored by uh, FanDuel and DraftKings to win the Eastern Conference. So uh, that was a big development. Boston was off to such a hot start, you thought nobody was ever going to catch them, and they they had uh, reasons to try to avenge what was a very disappointing loss to the very same aforementioned Florida Panthers in the postseason last year after having a record-setting uh, point season, the Boston Bruins, and all of a sudden, there are the Panthers breathing right down their necks. I think they might be two points behind in the standings, the uh, Boston Bruins, and now favored at 4-1 to one to win the Eastern Conference and might not be a bad play. Also, I was trying to follow, uh, get into a little college basketball. Unfortunately, our good friend Jim Laranega, the head coach at the University of Miami, not having a repeat season Disaster. of what looked to be Disaster. a uh, very possible return to uh, at least – no. A deep run into the NCAA tournament. They were a Final Four team last year. They got uh, shellacked by Clemson last night, 75-60. to 60. So, so there was a lot of stuff to uh, follow on the local front. Uh, you had baseball cranking up. And, of course, uh, always interest there, especially since I'm a subscriber to the New York Post. I actually get the paper delivered. And as I said, I mean, I think there were two newspaper deliveries in the entire area that I live in. And that is Lauderdale <laughs> by the Sea, Florida. And I can hear it. I know the paper came because I hear it thwack against the door. It's one of those things where, you know, maybe you had a paper route as a kid and there was one customer that you absolutely couldn't stand because they never gave you a Christmas tip, nothing. And so, uh, you know, you would just fire that paper against the door and hope to break something. And uh, so I, I get that thud. Now, I, I have no problem. I, I don't even know who the person is who delivers because I've, I've never seen them. I only get that Christmas card. You know, that you get with uh, any kind of subscription. How, how much should you give the uh, newspaper delivery person? I, I doubt many people got to answer this I question. I was going to say, I didn't, I, we've never, I've never gotten a paper. My dad always, I think my dad did up until like five years ago. I don't know yeah. if they did tips. What do you, t- I don't know. That's a good question. This day and age, <laughs> I have no it's idea. It's not a very popular job. Yeah. And uh, as the paper hits my door, the only thing uh, I, I can hear, and it always uh, tips me off that the paper's here and it's time to get up and have a bowel movement because, uh, you know, I, I can't I can't function without a, a newspaper in front of me. And uh, sure enough, uh, as soon as that uh, paper hits the door, I hear a lot of cursing in, in Spanish, right? <laughs> I, I know just enough Spanish swearing from working in kitchens in California and restaurants and uh, also, uh, of course, going to the Olympic Auditorium, 18th and Grand all those many years. And uh, you can even hear the derisive Mexican whistle as a uh, paper is being delivered. <laughs> I'm glad I was able to do that here without uh, whiffing on him. 
which essentially means do something very vulgar to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Chingala Madre was, uh, you know, oh what, what kind of uh, <laughs> it, it uh, was the whistling version of. Not, not a pretty thing. I don't think you need the translation. You, you can tell that it's probably something that could only fly on no filter and maybe caffeine TV, which is why we love the uh, format so much. You got Caitlin Clark, and she's going for the uh, all-time NCAA women's uh, basketball scoring record, Kelsey Plum of the Las Vegas Aces. I think she was at Washington State. Is that right? Or Washington? Okay. One of those Washington schools. Washington, uh, anyway, when she know. set the all-time mark. And uh, Caitlin Clark has become like the Pete Maravich of women's uh, college basketball. Maybe uh, you would have to say uh, of all the players that you've seen that played women's college basketball, that there have been many good ones, just not enough to make me sustain my interest in the game. But uh, nonetheless, she's got to be what top five all time in terms of uh, entertaining players to watch on the women's uh, basketball scene. The way she scores, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, Plum went to Washington, UW. Not bad. I mean, I was yeah, I was within the, the ballpark the there state, with yeah. Washington State. I don't know why I wanted to put a state on that. Uh, anyway, so she's going for the record tonight against Michigan uh, with her Iowa Hawkeye team that was ranked fourth in the country and was defeated uh, in, uh, at, I guess, was it at Nebraska in, in their last ball game? Uh, Clark uh, was stopped in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, she might have eclipsed the record then if she had her typical performance. But she's like seven points away. Our good friend Jim Sarney, who tracks these sort of things, uh, obsessed with women's uh, college sports and women's sports in general, wanted us to talk more figure skating on this show, wanted us to try and get Tara Lipinski on for an interview. And I'm thinking, hey, Jim, you know what? It's not exactly mainstream right now. Why don't I just dig up dick fucking button while you're at it and have a conversation about it? Then we can talk about Tanya Harding and that uh, Sean Eckert with Nancy Kerrigan. Why me? It was about the only interesting thing that's happened in skating in the last 50 years. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, it's a big accomplishment. And, and tickets for this uh, are going for courtside tickets for this Caitlin Clark, Michigan uh, encounter. Supposedly upwards of thirteen grand, Luby. Yeah, no way. Thirteen grand. Who gives a shit? That, that's pretty incredible. Nah, no, Tiger's uh, returning uh, to the Genesis. He's going to okay. play a tournament. He's the host of the tournament, so I, I guess that uh, contributed to his desire to be, be a competitor there. But uh, that's at the Riviera Country Club. Always a great event in Los Angeles. So many things happening. And yet, and this is why it's so hard to focus on anything anymore, because uh, what is the big news of the day? Now, now we in South Florida, of course, uh, Valentine's Day, unfortunately, uh, this uh, past one yesterday commemorated six years since the horrible school shooting at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. I remember being on the air, and it's always tough being in the sports business when you're on the air following some kind of tragedy of that magnitude. Uh, especially if it happens uh, in your own backyard. 17 uh, people were killed in that incident, and I believe another 17 were wounded. There was a lot of controversy about the way the uh, whole affair was handled, uh, and and everybody's pointing fingers in different directions. Uh, And then uh, we have this happen yesterday. Do you realize this? I I think the number was 46. Here we are in the middle of February of 2024, Luby. I I find this staggering. Uh, There have already been 46 mass shootings in the United States of America this year. Not not in its history, this year. And it happened yesterday. Now, it didn't seem like it was the typical thing where some nutbag uh, is able to and enabled to buy a gun or is handed one by his or her parents and, and goes out there and deliberately tries to mow down a bunch of people, as uh, you know, has happened many, many times, unfortunately. Uh, I guess this stemmed from some kind of argument that developed, but uh, it sounded like 
uh, there was an automatic weapon that went off. You, you had uh, one person dead, uh, a radio person from Kansas City. This is at the Kansas City Chiefs parade commemorating the Super Bowl victory and the fact that they've won it two in a row. It should be the most hellacious celebration. Here's a city like Kansas City. I mean, what do they have? They, they lost the Kansas City Omaha Kings. They uh, have the Royals who, who have sucked forever now. The Kansas City A's left there for Oakland where they can't draw flies. Uh, it's not exactly uh, like a bastion of uh, great sporting activity. You, you think they're ever going to get a hockey team in Kansas City? Well, we never thought they were going to get one here. So, so what do they have? They have Andy Reid, the fat man, and the Chiefs. They have Patrick Mahomes, and they have what would constitute, by any standard of measurement, a modern-day dynasty in the National Football League, having won three championships already in the last five years and, and uh, been in a ball game for a fourth one during that period of time. This is uh, tantamount to, to the accomplishments of the Buffalo Bills, uh, even though they lost all four Super Bowls. They, just getting there is a hell of a job. And so to have won three of them, uh, this should have been the wildest and most uh, sensational of celebrations. And it ends in this mass tragedy. And, and you have to ask yourself, where the fuck are we at, Luby? I, what what's, the hell what's is going on me, out there? And it's literally uh, when, when we're airing this slash recording it, because a lot of people will watch it later. It's the morning. Yeah. Um, it's 8 o'clock Eastern right now. Uh, I get up at really early times because my animals are annoying. Um, yeah. and at seven in the morning when I was finally, after getting back in bed, getting out of bed, uh, I was, I got in a fight on Twitter about this because here's my problem with this. Either you want to do something or you don't. Right. Yeah. So I'm sick of the fucking thoughts and prayers and I'm sick of fucking the mental illness turn because here's the deal. Thoughts and prayers, the most religious people in the world know thoughts and prayers literally doesn't do anything right now. Maybe if you do believe in a God, someday God will do something. But as we know how God, or if you do believe in God, it doesn't work in right now, something's getting fixed because of God's magical hands, right? So thoughts and prayers is fucking useless, and I'm fucking sick of it, okay? So don't say it, just don't say it. Like, if you actually do feel bad for these people, vote for people who want to take action, right? Yes. Then the other turn is, okay, it's not the guns, it's mental, mental illness. First of all, <laughs> who in the world, especially in this country, doesn't agree that we have an issue in how we handle mentally ill? First of all, we incarcerate most of them. So all we do is put them in a place to make them worse. Second, the ones we do try and help, we throw away. My brothers have mental problems. Literally, he wants help. He wants help. And it's taken uh, over a year to try and get some kind of assistance. So don't... and. The people who say the mental illness turn vote for people who constantly ban or vote down bills to help mental illness. So stop. You don't want it to be the guns. You don't want it to be mental illness because you don't want to help the mental illness. You don't care. So just shut the fuck up about it. Either you feel bad and want to do something or you are a narcissistic fucking scumbag and you don't feel bad. Pick. You can't have it, but you can't say, well, I feel so bad someone died, but I don't want to put more money into helping mentally ill, and I don't want to figure out how to keep guns out of loons. No hands. legislation on that like front. Pick, yeah. pick a lane. Like, that's my I'll that's never forget Marco Rubio after the Stoneman Douglas shooting, which obviously hit us very close to the heart here, as all of these things should. But nonetheless, as I said, I mean, we knew people that had kids in the school, and it was very difficult uh, that day to go on the air uh, the day after this happened and sit there. I mean, normally we're trying to just uh, evoke some laughter and, and uh, you know, ha have people uh, leave the program after watching it and say, hey, that was fun. So uh, tough to uh, transition into uh, presiding uh, over 
the conversation of something as tragic as that and monumentally tragic as that and devastating to the community. And uh, I mean, I remember Marco Rubio, this insane, I mean, uh, just how this guy gets elected year after year. You could be a MAGA Republican or whatever, but I mean, you're, you're looking at a guy that's a complete schmuck, that's never done anything, that doesn't even bother attending these sessions to put his own vote in. And yet uh, they ask him point blank. They said, hey, hey Marco, because you're so sympathetic to this uh, particular situation, are you willing to uh, abdicate taking money from the gun lobby so that, uh, you know, at, at least you're not going out there and helping this whole problem exactly. persist? Exactly, actively helping. Yep. And he went Ralph Cramden on that. So get the fuck out of here. Don't, don't pretend that you actually care because you don't. All you want to do is uh, continue uh, to uh, be able to be in your position of power and do nothing about situations that are absolutely of a crisis nature and beyond. One that can't. And then the other thing that's laughable is, uh, you know, this whole Second Amendment business where the Second Amendment was written when, when people had muskets. <laughs> muskets. They're like the NCAA rules. There was a time that where maybe getting some scholarship money really was uh, somewhat justifying, uh, you know, the, the way the college uh, sports and athletics operated. But it's not the case anymore. They're, they're making billions of dollars as an entertainment business should be a separate professional enterprise. And they're very reluctant to embrace this, much to uh, the fault of it's now become a chaotic situation for, we were mentioning yesterday that, uh, you know, one of our uh, friends, a good, you know, solid college coaching guy, he said, hey, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I have to get a job somewhere else. And he ended up going to the uh, Indianapolis Colts as an assistant, uh, even though he loved his job that, that he had with, with uh, Pittsburgh and, uh, and Narduzzi. So... I mean, it's a changed landscape, and the landscape here when it comes to gun control and gun laws and gun regulation needs to change along with it, and uh, I think that's what you were about to address here, but I mean, it's just both, how I... we could be in the same boat today that we were years and years ago, going back to uh, all of these uh, things that evolved that uh, got uh, tremendous uh, public attention because of the tragic nature of the incidents, and, and we're still in the same boat, Luby. I just still in the this, same boat. this idea... And it's, an idea, it's not a fact. It's not even a theory. It's a stupid idea that, well, there's nothing that can be done. Actually, yeah. that's not true. <laughs> there's a there lot. something. When, when it yeah. comes to guns, you can definitely have stricter background checks. You can definitely keep guns out of the hands of fucking crazy people. And I don't mean crazy people mean. I mean people who shouldn't have guns. I, I'm crazy. I probably shouldn't have a fucking gun. Uh, on top of that, there's ways to help the mentally ill. Other, And here's my point, right? Well... A, a former president said, well, we just have to accept this. Okay, but other countries don't just accept it. No country no. has what we have. Not, not even that they don't have. No country compares what we have in a week they had in like five years, okay? So Maybe in their history. Yeah. Magically, they figured it out. Magically, they give more money to the health care of those who are mentally handicapped, mentally ill, which is most of us, actually. Most of us have issues mentally because the world's a, a shitty, tough place at times. And most of them handle guns differently. So just shut the fuck up. Don't tell me there's no way to curb this. You don't want to. And thank God we're in America. You have a right to want and not want things. But just shut up then. Don't do the, well, if only we could do things about this. No, you keep voting for people who don't want to do things about this. There's a major difference in not wanting to correct an issue and not giving a shit about an issue. They're different things. Pick. Just those are the things that after these things, it's not even a banning gun or don't banning guns. It's either you want to do something or just shh. 
because well, what a, what your words are useless. tragic shame. Yeah, it sucks. It turned out to be yesterday. At a time where the sporting world was uh, you know, supposedly uh, going to provide a little ray of sunshine, and as we said, we're going to transition away from uh, you know, this whole uh, thing of having a pigskin for a forehead as uh, we begin every show. And uh, it turned out to be an absolute disaster. And that uh, is a very sad statement about where we're at in the United States of America. There you go. Play the anthem and let's get out of here. People, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a shame. Uh, couldn't couldn't wait to come on and uh, talk about uh, the many things that it's are happening in the It's a fucking Super Bowl championship yeah, parade. Like, are you kidding yeah, me? At a parade, <laughs> a celebration. <laughs> Very sad. You can't go to the movies. You can't go to the store. You can't go to school. You can't even go to a fucking parade. Uh, unbelievable. All right. Uh, we don't want to leave you uh, with a bitter thought, yeah. uh, but uh, please, people, you know, uh, if uh, the politicians that you're electing don't have something specific they could do about this situation, and, uh, you know, trying to find some kind of answers if they're blasé, if they shrug their shoulders and go, well, I don't know, what can we do about it? <laughs> then, then don't vote for them. Yes. Please get these bums, get these uh, pricks out of here and, and let's start to make some progress in all directions and hope that this uh, country turns things around. All right. Th- there you go. That's our political uh, activity for today. Uh, I couldn't help but, uh, you know, get into yeah, that a little bit it because it, it, to just overlook it, it is uh, contributing to the problem. All right, uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, tomorrow might be a brighter day on the uh, morning briefing, oh. I can assure you. We did give you a winner yes. last night with that uh, Miami Heat plus three. It's kind of uh, jumped off the page at me saying, hey, they just shellacked the Milwaukee Bucks, where Doc Rivers is now three and six. Nice move there, uh, getting the doctor to uh, go ahead and uh, coach the team. Now, that's a big step forward. <laughs> and uh, so they're in total disarray. And uh, the Heat having a season very similar to last year, where they were kind of, eh, what the hell are they? during the regular season, and somehow they're five games over 500 at this stage. And uh, I don't know that they're going to be a championship factor, but uh, nonetheless, uh, very impressive what they've done uh, the last couple of ball games uh, with a lineup essentially of uh, backups and scrubs and guys who are coming from uh, Sioux Falls, Iowa, or whatever, <laughs> to uh, come back and play for the Miami Heat. All right, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. Hey folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, (laughs) no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. 
It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.